Hi, and welcome to the Lone Star Play Podcast, where we sit, eat, chat, and repeat. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong, and we are coming to you from Austin, Texas. The Lone Star Play Podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for local restaurants, stores, butchers, farmers markets, and more who are using organic, fresh, artisanal, and local sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. Asia is wonderful. And um, I play, I headlined a festival in 2017 in, in Japan and just was oh, just wow. amazed and stunned at the beauty of the people, like from the inside their hearts yeah. like they're just um maybe i just wasn't there long enough to learn their hang-ups because we all have them but sure they're I mean, everywhere yeah but they're they're just wonderful man they're just so respectful and polite we could learn a lot a honor lot. right as, they they as, they honor it's like i work yeah, with a lot honor, of uh, I guess with, that can be some negative things like pride or whatever sure save, You're saving right. face saving face yeah. and all of that but Man, they're so respectful of people like yeah at least as visitors us as visitors like i mean yeah oh nice the box amp oh yeah man i got got a whole oh shit <laughs> you like of, yeah you just like moved and revealed like everything so, there. so this cow. is part of my part of my stupid covid quarantine crazes i got one box ac30 fawn like combo and then at the same time another offer came in to get the speaker and the head cabinet you know oh, separate yeah. yeah which i thought well that would be cool to have because it's like easier on the road carrying it in two separate pieces and uh so i just fuck, said fuck it and got them both and what spurred it all on was when i got this this sexy little number oh, so nice. i bought this this rick can you see it yeah yeah it oh yeah it's so, beautiful so i got this rick that i shot i used to shoot my last video and when i did that i was like man i gotta have the proper amp is that <laughs> the do. um gosh i don't want to say the name the wrong name of the song because i'm pretty sure i saw that video was that oh, yeah. the don't leave her lonely yeah 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 yeah, yeah, great video, so, by the way. Yeah, that's a great guitar. That's what I was thinking when you're in the video. Like, damn, that's a nice guitar. Oh, it's so awesome, dude. I I had a different one that was kind of a. I mean, I had it for probably ten or fifteen years. Of like, it was sort of that sunburst Tom Petty looking thing. Yeah, but it wasn't quite because it wasn't a twelve string because that's a hell hell of a tune on the road. And then and it, and it was smaller. I think I got the wrong one at the time. And uh, it was just too small. It felt too small on, on me. So then I saw this Midnight Blue sexy bitch, and I was like, I got it. Sorry, are we live? Yeah, no, no. I mean, you can okay. you can curse on here. We curse. We, we, okay, we talk cool. like You say anyway, whatever you want. I saw, this, I saw this and just fell in love. And like, so yeah. then, and I, so I used it for that video. And, and that made me think, I can't play a Fender tweet. Um, as much as they're great for Telecasters, the proper the proper amp to play this thing through would be would be that, you know. Oh, got it. So, um, I mean, if you're going by the book, so my my OCD got the best of me, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah. So here I am with a wall of amplifiers and nowhere to go. 
<laughs> you you and so many artists right like there's no are you doing any live streams are you trying to yeah, like stay in front of people i am yeah man they've been really good i've probably never sold more merchandise off my website than i oh am really now. oh wow yeah so i i kind of gave it a good uh it was it was my 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 guy sort of my social media guy that helps me you know with creating posts and he's better with you know, just that stuff. Um, yeah. Coming up with ideas and putting, putting actual, you know, I don't even have a program to actually put, if you want to put something on the photo itself, like, you know, some sort of information. Photoshop. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. use any of that stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I have it though. I have it. I really need to just learn it myself. But anyway, Austin's awesome. He's a Belmont grad and, um, it's in its wheelhouse. Anyway, so we came up with a, like, why don't you do a live stream where you go live every time a certain number of items are sold. So we were like, what's the appropriate number of items? 10, now you might be going all the time. 30, might never go. <laughs> so we came up with 25 and then I was like, well, 25 and live, that's a cool little marketing thing. And yeah, so yeah, we started doing, totally. We started doing that and I've done like six of them. Like, um, so, it's awesome. I mean, whatever it's just, you know, concert shirt or a CD or a, a koozie or whatever bumper sticker, you know, um, beanie. So anyway, we've done like six of them now, so it's become sort of a thing and yeah, it's not, it's not touring, but it's, you know, it's better than nothing for sure. Yeah. It's something, but, right? I mean, yeah. So this is where I set up and I can show them kind of a couple merch items and, you know, yeah. whatever, and I play for an hour, and, and and the chat. You know, it's on Instagram, so you could see the chat scrolling. Were and you doing any of that before the pandemic no, hit? No, nothing no, like no. that. Uh, uh, tell me about tell, but enough about me, man. Tell me about your, tell me about y'all's show and where that started. We can jump on air live whenever you want. So. We don't do live. We we just or, or I mean, you know, I, 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 mean, edit I guess it. we're just. I guess the camera's rolling, so you can use. Whatever. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll obviously going to cut out the whole beginning, right? I'll just get us starting. Uh, you showing us the guitars is probably where I'll start. Um, okay, cool. But yeah, we're going. I just I like conversation. We just we just sort of talk and and you awesome. know keep it open and free. And yeah, it's like a podcast, right? Like I like that idea. It's more personal. Yeah. There's no you know, there's no commercial break coming up. Let's put it that way. So yeah. Um, no, totally. I get it. <laughs> I totally so get it. yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is the show right here. We just talk to uh, cool, famous Texans and and talk a little bit about their career and what you That's know, awesome. really whatever they want to talk about. But Texas is the the thing that brings uh, you know everything together there. Yeah, man. So now for sure. Well, I miss it greatly. We could start off with that, or I don't yeah, know where where are you at exactly? Um, I don't, right I don't now, know if we're starting off anymore. We're we're kind of getting into it now, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I am in Nashville, so boo hiss, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, at least in the music industry. I mean, I think a lot of Texans love Nashville. They love to come to Nashville and visit. Not that they want to live here. Um, not that I really want to live here either. Uh, but it's been a good, I'm not going to kick it because it's been great to me, man. I mean, I, I've learned how to become the artist that I am, the songwriter, certainly, that I am. Um, that said, I'm not dependent on Nashville. I'm not really part of, I was a part of the machinery of it for a while there. And, um, 
but really the machinery's been dysfunctional forever and uh and it's not at all what it once was and i mean this industry is the music industry as a whole it's more of a cottage industry really now than it's ever been is that so, from the internet and and that yeah, sort of thing just you think be, it's yeah it's become fractioned uh, uh fractious if that's a word um and and certainly nashville as a whole too as an industry as a music industry as well has become that too like it's gotten you know it used to be sort of a community music row was the thing two block stretch that was you know basically a bunch of old houses from the 20s or 30s or 40s or 50s, little ranch houses that were converted into businesses. And and then there were a couple little, couple story actual legitimate businesses that, you know, looked like office buildings like MCA. And um, I could go down ASCAP and BMI. But for the most part, it was a cottage industry, you know, and, and even when I moved here in the 90s. Um, so, and at the time I was just a 21 year old, kid trying to figure out what the heck I was doing, you know, <laughs> but uh, it's changed now. And now the industry is just sort of everywhere. It's not even music grows, not really even a thing anymore. Yeah. And I really greatly miss Texas. I grew up in Houston. Um, and, uh, but, but, but all that said, I, I, it's hard to kick Nashville too terribly hard. Maybe just a swift kick in the shins. But, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I don't like the music. Like we give to Oklahoma, it. right? Like basically. Yeah, a little bit, but that's yeah. more, much more loving, actually. Yeah, you know, that's like a that's like a a, a neighbor that you totally. just kind of kind of give a lot of a lot of shit to, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right? So, yeah. Um, this is a little little perhaps more heavy handed than that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but it has made me a better songwriter, a better artist than I ever would have been. I think had I stayed down back home in Texas, um, which maybe is evidenced by the fact that a lot of other people record my songs and, you know, um, just, it, you know, you, you're around a ton of talent, a lot of talented people in Nashville and yeah. no two ways about it, whether you like what they're making or not, yeah. they know how to string words together and write songs, man. I mean, like crazy, they can churn it out. There's a lot of Texans that moved to Nashville. I mean, a, a lot of people I've interviewed on the show, uh, all oh, yeah. they live in Nashville. You know, I just spoke mm. to Casey James last week. Um, he's in Nashville. I spoke to um, this guy. Yeah, he's Dallas Wells. guy, right? Yeah, he's from Dallas. Um, yeah, Nashville. Everybody's like, so, you know, I get it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just, uh, I, I, I would certainly move home, back home to Texas, probably Houston because my dad and stepmom are still there. I would do yeah. it in a heartbeat, but I have kids here now that um, you know, still finishing up school and everything. But when, you know, when they're off to college and everything, I'm, I'm kind of free to do it. So that's um, awesome. Yeah. I mean, I look forward to that day, I think. And uh, I don't know when that day will come, especially with COVID, but gosh, um, too, too hard to plan anything, right? I mean, especially... Oh, yeah, you really can't plan anything. You know, I mean, yeah. You, you, they you just, just shut go. down again in Texas here. I don't know if you've heard that news. Oh, I know. Well, yeah. same, same here, actually, in Nashville. Same same deal. Oh, really? Yeah. Just like Bars go two and, steps forward, right back, then forward. It's like, it's really screwing with the businesses. It really, it really angers me because I owned a food business here in Austin for over five years, and I can't imagine having it right now. I, I just can't even imagine um, 
they're not giving any help to the businesses. They tell them, hey, you got to open. Yeah, go ahead and open up at this percent, 25 percent. But we're still going to charge you 100 percent rent. And then, you know, yeah. do this, do that. Open, don't open, follow yeah. these protocols. But then they don't provide any help or any financial help. It's, it's a nightmare for these businesses here. Yeah, the rents, the rents are an issue. Yeah, there really hasn't been as much talk about that as I thought there would be as big of a problem as I thought there would be. Maybe it is a big problem. We're just not hearing about it. But rent, both on the on the consumer side as households, and yeah, on that side. too. You're right. Like, yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, I I I own my home, so I feel fortunate. But man, I feel for those who are trying to pay rent and don't can't work. You know, like, yeah. what do you do? I mean, it's crazy. Uh, it's and it's not just a, a, a. I mean, we haven't done a great job. I mean of managing this no question yeah. we've done a horrible job in many respects but we're not alone i mean short of being a super heavy-handed um communist totalitarian state like china um and a, and a host of others short of that where they track your every movement it's just real hard to lock down and pin down a, a freedom-loving society like we are yeah. so yeah, uh, you know, Italy was the same way. Now, since then, of course, Italy's done a much better job, apparently, allegedly, than we have. Um, so I don't know, man. We're uh, we're in for a long haul, and I'm just hoping that we have some really great, great minds and science and uh, and health that can dig us out of this with an incredible vaccine. Of course, then we got the anti-vacciners. Yeah, who, no kidding. You know, <laughs> who don't take a vaccine and won't. And I don't know what to say to them. Like, Especially I mean, in this situation, right? When it's something right. like, I don't know, I guess more other vaccines, you, it could be more mm -hmm. optional. This is something like, I'm sorry, but it's almost like you don't get an option on this, you know? Yeah, it's super, yeah, because it's super transmittable, super current. It's not like smallpox or something from the past where yeah. it was a thing and it's not really a thing now and herd immunity or whatever you sure. want to say. Sure. I mean, there's just no option, you know, yeah. to me, like, you shouldn't be able to go get your driver's license renewed or whatever, unless you've had your freaking vaccine shot. Like, and that Absolutely. might sound socialist, that might sound socialist, which I don't mean to, but, uh, I guess in some ways I, I just think, yeah, we got to protect society anyway i've gotten way off on a tangent man We're no no it's a, it's texas, and mexican, texas and mexican food right yeah <laughs> oh you so you like tex-mex you miss it there in nashville how oh, is the tex-mex there are you ready for a long another long-winded answer <laughs> um, god man there's i mean there's a decent place down the street from from my place here uh that kind of gets my fix and i've gone there a couple times during the the quarantine but um but honestly there's such it's such a it's just a complete lack of quality in terms of mexican food or tex-mex food yeah. like it just doesn't have it i mean we yeah. just <laughs> we just flat out don't have it man um damn it's, that it's has got to be tough right that's got to be it, tough well i mean i think it kind of cuts down on my caloric intake so that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> absolutely what about barbecue barbecue's got to be good there so the barbecue's got to be good there though right not the Man, same I, but no it's very poor it's pork number one 
Um, oh, really? Poor Kevin. I do have a Traeger okay. grill. I do have a Traeger grill. Oh, nice. It's a smoker. Um, it's the TX, of course. You know, the, that's the yeah. model. And uh, so, I mean, you know, you can, you can, you can smoke a really nice brisket on that. But no, I mean, the, 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 the barbecue here is all pork pretty much. Their, their sauces are different. It's just not the same. It's, it's different, not. right? Yeah, it, it is. It's just a, they just do too much to it, I think. Whereas Texas is, you know, yeah. if you look back in the history of it, it's really just based on a good cut of meat, salt and pepper, and the right smoke, right? The right wood, the right mesquite, mesquite. mesquite right? Yeah, you got to use the right wood and keeping the fire yeah. at the perfect temperature, right? The whole time while it's smoking. It's, I, I actually, I'm a chef. I've worked for, um, I actually worked for, Tyson Cole and Aaron Franklin here in Austin for a little while. No kidding. Um, I yeah, see. So, are those knives? What am I looking at? Yeah, yeah. Those are uh, chef knives. No, those okay. aren't my real chef knives. That's decorative. But I mean, I have, no, I get it. I, yeah, it's a prop. It's a prop. it's a prop. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they were they're real. I could fucking grab one of these right now <laughs> and, and do and do something with it. You know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love it's, it. Uh, it's funny because you learn that there is a specific way to cut the brisket, how it's trimmed properly yeah. before you even put it in the, you know, into the smoker, how it's wrapped, how you unwrap it, right? Like there's all with the ribs too. Like I learned a lot. There's just a lot. Oh my to God. It. Can I, just can so I take, much. Can I take some uh, quick, like, I don't know, text message lessons from you maybe after this is over? Anytime, but... man. I'll give you my number. You text me anytime you, you, you have any questions uh, okay. about any well, of that stuff. Okay. I mean, I'll take you up on it because I'm, I'm always looking for that. And I don't want to take it straight out of off the internet or random cookbook. But like, no, no, I, hit me I up, mean, man. I'm, I'll, I'll help you with it. It's no problem. It's, it's easy. Yeah. Stuff. Like some brisket tacos would be awesome. Um, but the cut of meat is important. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You know? It starts there. Yep. That's honestly where it starts. If you yeah. if you just don't get that right, is is it doesn't matter what you really do after that. Very you know? difficult. Yeah, you, yep. it's like it's like songwriting, man. If you don't yeah. start with a good idea, it's very difficult to write a good song. If you start with a good idea or a great idea, it's much easier to write a good song or a great song. Just oh, that's basically, it's like you got the ball inside the twenty. Just don't fuck it up. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's interesting. I like that. I like how you put or it like that. Or the other thing would be, don't pop. You can't polish a turd. Yeah. So <laughs> you start. With, you start with a bad cut of meat, or you start with a shitty song idea. There's no hope. That's it. Yeah. It's just not, you're not going to pull it out of the weeds. Just abandon it. Cut your losses, and go look for something great. You know. And that's my first rule of writing songs. It's like, how, uh, do do you like? do songs sort of come to you or do you sit down and go, I'm writing a song today and this is what it's going to be about? I try to gather ideas because I think I sort of subscribe to the Keith Richards, uh, nothing to do with Texas, but I'm a huge Stones fan too. So oh, me too. Keith Richards once said in a book, I read his bio about the time I was going through my divorce <laughs> and, uh, and he was like, the songs are all up there in the air, in the ether, floating around. You just have to be open, like have your antennas open to them. Like, so if you're thinking about things, life, um, dialogue around you, books, movies, whatever you're immersed in, uh, the line at the grocery store, that literally happens. If you're thinking about songwriting and you 
and you overhear something or read something or see something on the screen and you're thinking about it, things in terms of song, there, is, there are song ideas there around you constantly. Like, but you have to be thinking, you have to have your songwriting antenna up, you know, and yeah. go, oh, that's a good idea. That's not like, maybe it's not a title or a concept, wow. central concept, but it's, there's a line. He just, a line just came out of his mouth. I got to jot that down. You got to put it down. I mean, you'll forget it if you don't, you know, and that's why the old school would like, write. They would listen to conversations at the bar, you know, like, I mean, I'm talking about like Harlan Howard, and, you know, some of the Nashville grades and probably Texas grades too. I mean, they would write their ideas down on bar napkins, you know, back when, back, back when we had pens and yeah. uh, now, it's, now it's like you text it to yourself or, you know, uh, giving away my trade secrets, but they're not really secrets anymore, but or put it in your, your notes on your phone, you know? Yeah. So I gather them. I don't sit down going, I'm going to write a song today. Cause that's a, I mean, I should do that more just in the interest of, uh, of, uh, discipline. Yeah. I'm not very disciplined for sure. Um, <laughs> is it kind of like working out if you will? Yeah, it is actually. Um, I'm probably better at that, you know, <laughs> just cause physically you feel so bad if you don't work out, if you've been sure. Out. Sure. Um, but Whereas songwriting, you, you you can there's all kinds of aspects to work on on your career always. So yeah. you the songs can always kind of well uh, yeah I took a backseat you know like it, it can it can wait it can wait but it can't wait I mean it's got it you you gotta you gotta write them you know yeah so um but I mean I've I've, I've certainly have written a lot of songs in my time so I'm not really worried about that once I focus on it it'll come yeah but no how, that's awesome how did you not to turn the tables, but how did you get into cooking and did you go to an actual school and then did you have a restaurant in Austin or elsewhere that I might be familiar with and, and why did you get out of it or are you, are you all out of it or are you, where are you on that? Um, so I started, um, I got, hey, in a I'm restaurant. sorry to, and I'm sorry, you're, we, you're can fine. Focus. we can go right back to me if you want to say it. Stay no, I'll, I'll give you a quick answer just so it helps you understand me a little bit more for sure. Absolutely. And I, and um, I say that because my interest in food is huge. Like, yeah, I've Texas. gotten that question a lot. The question, yeah, you know, yeah, I've gotten okay. that question a lot um, because it, it is something that even I had a question about, do I need to go to school to learn how to cook? And I didn't. Um, so I, I just worked in a lot of restaurants. Um, that's the best advice I got from chefs I work with was don't go waste your money on school. Just work in a bunch of restaurants, learn from chefs. Um, right. You know, it, it, that's basically it. So I, I actually lived in Spain for a long time and worked no over there. Yeah. Where, where uh, in Spain? Uh, I lived in uh, Galicia, which is, is one that... of the regions. It's up north above Portugal. It's like the state. I mean, but specifically, I lived in a town called Ogrove. I mean, that's the name of it. And then where I lived in... Uh, North and Northwest. Where is Ibiza? Ibiza is in the south. Oh. Very, very south, southern tip. Uh, I got some job offers there, but I never wanted to go there because it's just too party, party heavy. And that's not what I was there to work for. I'm, I'm watching. Uh, I'm going to interrupt for a second, but I still want to hear the rest of your story. But I, I'm watching a, a Netflix. Ibiza um, or the White Lines, right? White Lines. Yeah. Yeah. Great show. I mean, I mean, even if you don't care about the plot, which is good enough. Um, I mean, pickings are pretty slim right now. 
anyway <laughs> because no you know no 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 nobody's been able to shoot any content yeah right? you're right um, so you're right. so that's a pretty good show but what yeah. what, what gets me is even if you don't love the plot or if it drags in spots or whatever Ibiza the shots of Ibiza are so beautiful man I They're had no gorgeous oh my gosh I'm like gorgeous that's a lot of Spain bro that's not just Ibiza that's like half that's like literally really all of the coast of Spain and you everywhere you go it's just gorgeous just a Galicia I mean so so how long were you there I was there almost three years um I got married there everything so yeah I became a resident um and just started working and then um yeah, in restaurants and stuff like that and just getting better at it and then came back to the states worked in dallas for a famous chef called stephen piles um okay. and then i came to austin in 2014 to open up my own food business and i closed it last year in 2019 and i honestly don't plan on going back to it man to be honest with you right um, not not right now anyway it's just a lot it's a it's a tough industry to be in you sacrifice a lot you work crazy hours i mean you probably yeah. know a lot of that um, you give up holidays, celebrations, weekend, you know, you name it. Like I've seen chefs literally miss the birth of their child numerous yeah. times and say, we got Friday night service, right? I can't leave the pass. They call the pass sure. the area where the food comes before it goes out to the tables. They call that the pass. Sure. So that's what a chef will say. I can't leave the pass. I can't leave. Um, and I right. hate that. I just thought I, I'm, and I did for five years running my business here in Austin, I didn't, I didn't even know Austin for five years, right? Like I didn't even know anything I going out, just enjoying life. I was just constant 24 seven trying to run a business. And yeah, anyway, so I, I don't plan on going back to it. I enjoy just cooking uh, for friends, families, private events. You know, I can be hired privately to go cook something cool or, you know, I enjoy that kind of stuff. I do videos, you know, and then I share my knowledge on this podcast. I got hired for this podcast and I'm really loving this. Uh, right. To be honest with you, a, a lot. I have a. I started in radio when my early when I was like nineteen or twenty. So sort of brings what? back full circle to something I've always wanted to do. Asia is wonderful, and um, I play. I headlined a festival in twenty seventeen in, in Japan, and just was oh, just wow. amazed and stunned at the beauty of the people. Like from the inside their hearts yeah. like they're just um maybe i just wasn't there long enough to learn their hang-ups because we all have them but sure they're um, everywhere yeah but they're they're just wonderful man they're just so respectful and polite we could learn a lot of honor lot right as, they they as, they honor it's like i work yeah, with a honor, lot of uh, I guess with, with that can be some negative things like pride or whatever sure save, saving right. face saving face yeah. and all of that but Man, they're so respectful of people. Like, yeah, at least as visitors, us as visitors. Like, I mean, yeah, you're right. And just you know, personal space and um, pol- polite as I mean, beyond to to the nth degree. And we're yeah. so not. We're we are the brash Texans, the brash Americans. You know, like, and I love that in a sense. In a sense, I mean, but it's kind of can be embarrassing over there. Like. To see how 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 they treat others is, uh, I mean, we just could learn some some p's and q's, man. Get back to the basics a little bit. But anyway, it was a wonderful time. Yeah. And headlining this three year old country festival over there was really cool. 
That's um, amazing. So they like country music, obviously. Oh, you know they love everything American. I mean, yeah. they love Levi's, Tony Mama <laughs> you know, and they also have a better sense than we do in many cases of what's real. Like, um, you know, they don't, they're not going to dig, um, they're not going to dig Florida Georgia line. Like, they know that's not real. Yeah. You know? But yeah, they, that's, yeah, that's cool. But they're going to dig me or the Randy Rogers band or, or, you know, Jack Ingram or, you know, like, I mean, they get what's, they get what's, what, what has, you know, lasting value and, and is honest, you know, yeah. and, and, and it's truly like American without being fabricated. So, um, so my apologies to all you Florida Georgia line Texans out there, but I don't <laughs> think there's many of I don't know. I mean, no, there's probably thousands that I just pissed off by saying that, but uh, I kind of don't care anymore. I don't care anymore. Like, right. You know, yeah. But, uh, but anyway, yeah. Now switching subjects to the state of country music. And before we completely abandon your thing. No, gosh, I mean, we're, let's move on from that. I'd rather talk about music and, and, and you. And honestly, I want to talk about your new album. I just put a dip in. So I clearly don't give a shit. <laughs> Yeah, but that's like that's honestly one of the most Texas things to happen on the podcast. So let's do it. Um, Sweet, <laughs> I love. It. Yeah, man. Let's let's break down this album, man, because I've been literally listening to your music for the past few days, and it's just I Thank love you. it, man. Like Thank I'm not a huge you. huge country fan, I, although I do love all kinds of music. I, I really yeah. do. But yeah. your songs are there's just some rock and some blues and some yeah, old school you, texas man. stuff you know so yeah man i just god i just can't tell you how much i really really enjoyed wow uh, thank you this that, whole new that, album I, that warms my heart i actually got like goosebumps a little bit on my yellow rose tattoo so which has <laughs> nothing to, nothing to do with the fact that i named this album and here's our great intro to the album yellow rose motel I, I had the tattoo way before i named the album or even wrote the song so oh wow but, but your words do kind of bring some chill, chill bumps, as they say. So thank you. Because, I mean, just being a Texan that you are and coming across, I'm sure, a lot of music, doing what you do, um, you know, you and being thirdly uh, in, in the media now, sort of, right? Yeah. Uh, and I don't, mean, I don't mean to say sort of, but I don't know how much time you're dedicating to this. But like you oh, just, this you, is my full time job uh, as of now. So. Well, cool. I mean, I hope it's monetizing for you. I know YouTube can, you know, it pays crappy, but uh, but we got a company behind us that that produces it, and that's how I get paid. Texas Real Food. So they're the ones that oh, okay, that's run this that whole thing. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, that's great. And but but all that said, being in the media, it can make you jaded. So like, you don't have to. You don't you don't really have to throw out niceties about anybody's album or music. So the fact that you did means a lot. And clearly from your descriptors, you actually listened to it. So thank you. Oh, I'm 100% dead. I wouldn't say anything I don't believe in. Um, that's just me being from the kitchen, right? Like coming from the restaurant industry, we don't bullshit around, yeah. man. There's yeah. like no time for bullshit. So I'm just going to, I'm going to be honest. That's, and I did, I mean, I really enjoyed these songs, man. Um, God, I just, I really did. Yeah, I was really, just really a drum. I really like drum heavy tunes where I can 
can just like feel that drum beat and that ri- and that's what I really really loved a lot about these songs. Um, so yeah, man, so, thank you very much. I mean, I'll, I don't know if people play. Do people play on your podcast? Would you like me to play one of them? Or? If you want to, absolutely. Yeah, people have played uh, songs. They do whatever. I let them do whatever they feel like. Um, some people don't want to play. Some people do. I let them play. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, yeah. If you got a request off this album, or if you can remember him, I mean, I'm I rem- I know them all. Um, yeah, man. To be honest with you, um, gosh. So you can play. Obviously, you can play any of these. I, that's the dumbest question I ever asked. I no, it's not, this, man. Say. It's not actually. Some would require a lot more thought than others. So. Yeah, some are easier to play acoustically by yourself than others, right? Because there's just other elements to the song. So. Yeah, I mean, they all hold up acoustically, but I just, I haven't, I have, because of all these live streams, I'm kind of brushed up, you know? On, oh, say, okay, right on. I can't say I'm perfect on, a, on, you know, but I can come up with a reasonable facsimile thereof of just about anything, you know, so. Um, I mean, I, I really love I'm All In, I'm not going to lie. Um, really? Okay, <laughs> I, so love, I fucking love that song. No, I'll play it, dude. I, I really do love that song. It's that's funny because that's one of the more like lighthearted songs on the album for sure, right? Yeah. Um, so that song was picked by my Texas radio promoter as one to pitch to, you know, Texas radio. Oh, really? Yeah. And, uh, didn't really and do I, so hot. Didn't really do really? so hot. Yeah, it's such it. a radio. I, I just, yeah, it's totally. such a radio song, and that kind of goes back to a point of. Um, I think I'm kind of Texas's forgotten, forgotten man, like the invisible man. <laughs> I do. And I have a song called the invisible man from my second album uh, way back when, but like, and in fact, it's like one of the best country songs I've probably ever written. Oh, shit. Um, it's cool. Like Vince Gill sang harmonies on it. Oh my! But anyway, God. I do sort of feel forgotten down there. Cause I do. I mean, I do have sort of a national presence in addition to just, I don't just tour Texas all the time. I mean, I would, uh, but it's hard to get there and make some shows make sense economically um, because obviously the travel is yeah. much farther coming from Nashville. Once yeah. I'm there, I'm happy to stay as long as, you know, long as there's something to do. But um, because of that, I don't see Texas radio stations all the time. I'm not always up in their face and yeah. you know, I'm out there, I'm out there and doing other things. I might be in the Midwest or I'm up here raising kids in Nashville. You know what I mean? So yeah, kind of got one foot in both worlds so it just makes it tougher to for them to even remember me i think but anyway i'm all in was a single it didn't do particularly well on the texas chart but uh but don't leave it lonely it's doing a little bit better yeah i mean and that song's amazing too right i mean that i mean honestly another one that i really like too is old timers that's a oh yeah yeah. really that's a really good song people really like People really like that song, and it hasn't been part of my live show. Um, I loved it. I love that song. So good. Um, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'll play. All, I'll play. I'm all in for you. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so the name of the album is Yellow Rose Motel. Um, people out there know probably how to find me, but uh, Instagram, Twitter, Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, whatever you want to look up. Um, I'm there, and this record is is there too. So, so this is uh, I'm all in for the Lone Hell Star yeah. Plate for the Lone Star Plate right here, serving it up on the Lone Star Plate.
got us stuck. Down for a wild ride, pushing our luck. We need a little shot, good time in your cup. Baby, let's take this town and turn it up. Yeah, turn it up. I got you and me, got all night. Anything you want, baby, it's all right. Want to take you to somewhere we've never been. I'm all in, I'm all in this kiss and in this moment. Don't want to guess and you need to know what the taste of your lips to the moonlight on your skin. I'm all in. Crushed it. God that, damn, that's that had, a good song. That had to be managed for sure. That, that had to be managed, right? You're like and, anyway, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you like that one, man. I do too. I really like the way the track turned out. You know, it's fun. Um and that's the other thing about Nashville. And to say, I mean, of course there's a lot of amazing talent in Texas too. Um, but gosh, I try to use some combination of my road band, which are all Texas guys and Nashville guys. Yeah. Um, and, but the studio players um, in Nashville particularly are, are just unfreaking believable. They're so we're unbelievable. Good. Right. Yeah. 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 We're truly world-class, you know, now they're not the guys that, you know, you're slogging it out with on the road um, that you get to know and love. Um, I mean, I know and love the Nashville guys too, but you know, when you log miles together, they're, there's something about that band, that brotherhood that is just, you know, 
it just permeates the music, you know, at, at some point. So it's great having them involved too. Um, but man, some of these guys, um, studio guys are just, they're just wicked. That's such an interesting um, dynamic that, you know, to go on the road, you're going to have certain people play it. And then to go in the studio, you're going to have other people play it. Why is there, what, what, like, what do you, um, what skills do you need in the studio? And what skills do you need on the road? Like, what's the difference? Oh, uh, gosh. I mean, the studio guys are just chameleons. You know, they've been doing it longer. Generally, they're more seasoned. So, I mean, a lot of those guys go out on the road, too, now, especially because there are fewer records cut. There's not as much money to be made as a studio musician as there once was. Um, but the goal was back in the day, I think, you know, even, you know, certainly predating me by far, was, you know, guys started out on the road and they sort of graduated to the studios, whether it was Los uh, Angeles or whether God. it was Nashville or New York, when New York was a studio thing, which I don't think it is anymore. I think it's all people's laptops and, you know, totally. I don't know how much live recording is being done uh, with conventional instruments in New York. But anyway, that was the way it was done before. So it was a, a tiered sort of structure there. And um, now it's like guys wear both hats. like the guy that might be your session lead session player in Nashville might also go be the road lead guitar player for Reba or whatever, you know, like that's just a case in point. Um, that's actually a, a real case in point. Uh, the, guy's <laughs> name is, the guy's name is Jeff King and he's a phenomenal guitar player. Played that solo on I'm all in, which if you go back and listen to it, just, he just shreds it, man. And he's it so shreds. versatile. Yeah. It's so, so versatile good. and so fast at picking up on what a song needs. And, you know, I, I give him my sort of bastardized version of what I hear. And then he yeah. <laughs> blows it up, you know? <laughs> and, uh, but like he can play, but he, play, he plays in Reba's band. Like he's Reba's band leader, you know? And then he can come in and do my stuff. And that's crazy. Oh. Like the difference, there is no very little overlap between. Where, what Reba does and what I do, obviously. So um, that takes a real versatile musician. Wow. So that's that's basically maybe a so that's it. A studio musician is just it's just can like a chef. I'm thinking like a chef can just cook different yeah. styles of meals, right? Just knows Absolutely. different styles. Yeah, wow. for sure, and can create. Yeah, on that's... the fly, can create on the fly because a lot of set, a lot of guys on the road that's how they learn. You know, they learn from listening to the records that, and they, that they have to go out and play with the artist yeah. night after night. And so that becomes a part of their style because they're, that's how you learn as a musician. You pick up records you love or records you have to learn. You, you incorporate it, you, you figure it out and that becomes a part of your repertoire. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Wow. That's or your, so your, or cool. Your, or your menu to put it in. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So their oh, menus cool. are, yeah. So their menus, the studio guys' menus are, are massive. Like walking into a like uh, the Cheesecake Factory menu. I was just gonna say. <laughs> I was just gonna say the Cheesecake Factory, dude. I, I really, literally was. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they got Which that big I, the Bible, right? Like when you walk in there. Oh my God! It's so confusing and overwhelming. I haven't been there in 20 years, to be honest with you. Um, so you're you're in Austin now, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the best yeah. Bloody Mary I ever had was in Austin. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wish, Do you remember the I bar? Remember. Can't remember. Can't remember it. I wish yeah. I could. I wish I could. I could text my drummer, my then drummer, and ask him. But uh, anyway, there's, there's going to be a lot of bars going. It was us. It's us. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I know. It was so good. It was. A, it was like a meal. It was so good. But um, anyway, yeah. There's a lot of good Tex-Mex to be had there too, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Austin's a great food city because. There's just a lot of independent restaurants and food trucks here, right? That are just yeah. not part of it. There's just hardly any chain restaurants here, to be honest with you. They're just so few far between around here. Which is um, amazing. I, I love it. Yeah. I love, I love it, it too. I love it too. Um, it's amazing to me, though, that, that the chains haven't moved in and taken over. Because I still love to go to Whataburger. I mean, oh, me too. Gotta love Whataburger, bro. That's there's another complaint, another complaint about Nashville. Uh, no water burgers. Oh my god! I is mean, there like a special none, burger place there or something? No. When I say none, I mean none. None. <laughs> Zero water burgers. Zero. The closest I think the closest one is in Alabama. Oh my god! Oh shit! Yeah, that might be worth the road trip. You're probably closer to a White Castle. Oh, uh, for sure, absolutely you know? closer. Yeah, that's, that's probably crazy. three miles away, but who wants to go to it? I mean, yeah. I, I used to love White Castle, man, when I lived in Philadelphia in my early 20s. Um, I don't know why, but I just when I would go up to New Jersey or New York, um, I just would stop and get White Castle and immediately regret it. You know, there's yeah. something you regret immediately. Uh, why did I oh, do yeah. this? Or at uh, least the next morning. Yes. It literally is just grease. It's sponges of grease. That's yeah. what the buns are. It just, uh, yeah, you're right. Um, well, well it's, good when it first, it's good when it first goes down, I guess. Though. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Gosh, no. There's a lot of those. There. There's a lot of those on the East Coast, right? Yeah, a ton of them. Ton of them. Um, they're yeah. they're everywhere. I don't know now. Um, I haven't lived in in, in near Philly, and you know, since I was uh, 13 years ago, I'm 40 now, so I was about 27 when I moved away from there. Okay. So I, moved, I moved a lot um, for, for a very long time, to be honest. Austin's actually the longest I've ever lived in, in a, a city in my adult life, um, which is how six, long have been, you been six how, years. Six years. Okay. You've seen it grow quite a bit in those six yeah, years. Yeah, it, it, it has. And even, I remember when I got here, that's what everyone said. Like, man, it's grown so much the past whatever. And like, I was a yeah. newbie, you know, it was like, oh, don't come to Austin. Don't move here. Um, yeah. And now... You know, yeah, I've seen it grow immensely um, just from the time I've been here. Um, I had a food truck on Lamar and Barton Springs in Austin, which is a fa very famous crossroad here. And from um, well Wellware. You know, yeah. And um, that's all changed. We were behind Tom's Market um, in a little food park there. And, and now they got a big hotel. I mean, it's just everything is Rainy Street, too. We were on Rainy Street for a couple of years. And Rainy Street is not... Talk about... You were talking about Nashville, the the taking the old homes and turning them into the same thing, right? That's what they did on rainy. And that's all changing. That's all right. high rises. And it's all, it's, it's kind of sucks to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's progress is always a double-edged sword. It know? is a double-edged sword. Well, I don't know about always, but certainly in the case of that. Yeah. Um, well, when you got character 
and history to some of these bars and homes, yeah. you know, and, and now you just take that away and you've put up this completely brand new building with nothing, right? Just, I get it, but at the same time, it hurts a little. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And the traffic, is that still horrible? Yeah, still horrible, man. It's, I don't yeah. think that it's only going to get worse. Uh, it's not going to get better more because more people are coming and they're not doing anything to correct it. So, I mean, every time I go to Austin, it's like construction central. Like they never get ahead of the curve. <laughs> That's the joke here. That's the joke here that, uh, you know, we, it's like they'll never finish 35 ever. They'll, they'll yeah, never. they're always playing catch up. Like, why don't you guys yeah. just build two, lane, two lanes at once or three? <laughs> yeah. And then you'll be, you know, kind of, you know, you, it's like it's like coronavirus tracking. We got to get ahead of the curve, you know? It's totally. Like, yeah. We, we've, do you, hey, speaking of, do you have any, um, I mean, I'm sure it's tough to book anything, but I know some bands are starting to book live shows. Have you done anything um, like that? I got a couple tentative dates. One of them actually is uh, in the Austin area in September. So we'll see. I mean, there are dates, but it's very wait and see. You know? Yeah. Um, that one is, um, oh gosh, what's it called? Well, I'm blanking, but I'll, I'll look it up. Um, anyway, one in Austin, one in Waco. Um, come okay. out in September, September 10th and 11th or something like that. Um, so yeah, those are basically, I mean, I had a 15 city tour, yellow rose motel tour plan around this album, um, Damn. for April and May with other things coming in that were starting to come in and then, and then all hell broke loose with the virus. So I don't want to sound like a sob story because I mean, everyone's got a sob story in this and mine is not near as bad as the many, many who have really suffered some with their lives. So, you know, uh, we shelved the tour and I know a few of the dates moved already to 2021. So oh, yeah. a lot of, a lot of venues are just looking at, and a lot of tours are just looking at moving everything to 2021. So, and a lot of just fairs and fest, fairs and play festivals. it safe, play it safe yeah. sort of thing. Just put it so far ahead. Yeah. Now these other couple dates, the Austin date, um, the name of the venue is just escaping me. Wild West. Cedar, oh, Wild West. Yep. Cedar Creek. Cedar mm -hmm. Creek. Cedar Park. Um, Cedar Park. Cedar Park. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that's where I'm going to be on September 10th, I believe. It's a Thursday. And then uh, I'll be in Waco the next night. So, um, but those, you know, it's all very wait and see because even since those were booked, now the bars in Texas are, are shut down again, right? Yeah. Um, yep. They closed all the bars again. Yep. So that's just kind of, you know, it's very tentative. Um, and even in, even when they were allowing them to open, not all bars were opening. You know, yeah. they just weren't, you know, they weren't wanting to operate at a half capacity or what. And I can't imagine for these places having yeah. to do that. Like a music show, like what's a live music show going to be like now, right? Like, I mean, music shows are, right? When you go to a concert... You're sweaty. You're jumping. You're in the crowd. I yeah. mean, not, at least the concerts I go to. Yeah, Right. So, like, how's that going to change? Like, what are they? Yeah, I, I and, just, the, and the economics of it too. Like, there's just it's very difficult to make it work. It's already difficult anyway in a perfect yeah. world. Like, 
you know, you might play some shows that make no money. I mean, just you know, you hope not to lose money to get to the next totally. show that make that makes some money. You know, <laughs> yeah. so I mean, that's really, I mean, literally, that happens. Like that's that happens on every level. Like, um, so now operating at twenty five or fifty percent capacity, there's virtually no chance of really making anything. You know, totally. And then you're just putting yourself and other people, don't forget, at risk by even yeah. going to do it in the first place. So That's true. why, what's the point? Like, I yeah. mean, really, what's the point? Unless you're just so self-centered and selfish and you just need the attention so bad yeah. that, you know, and some people do, some people are doing it occasionally. They'll go, I don't know, so I don't want to mention names, but somebody had a big concert last weekend somewhere. It was outdoor. Fortunately that helped, but still people were packed. I mean, you know, I don't know, four or 5,000 people probably would oh. have been 10, probably would have been 10, but sure. still, I mean, a sea of people, if the Twitter photos or any indication and that artist just got endless crap for it. Like from other artists, like, yeah. what are you, like, why are you thinking? doing this? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you even thinking, bro? Yeah. You know? So, um, Anyway. That's crazy. I mean, the thing is, like, this is something my wife actually said to me. She's like, look, like, because um, we were talking about maybe hanging out with some friends here locally, because we I haven't seen anybody in months, to be honest. Yeah, we're so tired. You know, yeah. And I'm I'm getting a little antsy. So, I mean, I had a friend reach out like, hey, what do you all think about having some dinner to get, you know, I thought my mind just went, oh, yeah, that sounds good. I would love to, to you know, see another human being. And so Same. I'm trying to figure out any way to make it happen. Like, do I need to buy a hazmat suit on amazon like i will wrap myself in <laughs> bubble wrap like what do i need to do uh and my wife's like look the, the truth is like you're gonna go with the best intention right and and you're gonna want to do everything right but after a few drinks what's gonna happen yeah right and that's that's it that's the reality so you're gonna have these concerts i'm sure everyone's going with the best intention and let's do this but a few songs in, a few drinks in, everything starts to relax. The mask comes down a little bit, right? You start getting closer. It's just inevitably right. going to happen. Everything feels right. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like a bad pickup scene at a bar, which it is. <laughs> yeah. be, and that's, that happens too, you know? So, I mean, yeah, I totally get it. I was, same scenario here. Like, well, you know, my, my tour manager, Coop, John Cooper, um, been my friend for 20 plus years not always my tour manager but just kind of does it on the side he's got a day gig and yeah i was like we we're gonna have him and his girlfriend over i don't know then one thing led to another and i don't know it, it, there wound up being some complications but so we didn't wind up doing it but as we got further down the road of considering to do it it's like okay how are we going to manage this process it became exactly. this this unending puzzle of you know pieces that really didn't fit together and it's just like man it's just not worth the stress in the end exactly because exactly. you know you do go in with the best of intentions but in the end it's you are putting yourself and others at unnecessary risk we've all just got to i know we're tired of this we're all so tired of, of locking down but we're done with it but it's not done with us so you know we got to toe the line and not to go political, but wearing a mask doesn't make you a Democrat. And, you know, 
I mean, we just got to do what's right. Uh, it's just crazy, dude. I mean, we've we, never we got to we got to suck it up now, right? Like, so yeah, like you said, we've never been through this. You're right. We, I mean, I we got to suck it up now. Unfortunately, we got to suck it up now all over again because many of our governors caved and opened things too early. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's Texas um, right there. Um, I was involved actually um, with some of that. Well, I know people that were on the task force who were part of, you know, making those decisions. And, you know, I can't say it on the podcast, but like it's all money driven. It was all money yeah. driven. Um, and it's yeah. sad that 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 was the choice choices being made. Right. Yeah. Not, not about lives or that's not even brought up. It's literally just about the money. And I get that part of it, too. I really do. The economy. I do. I do. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's definitely. It's definitely a factor. Um, but. How do you have an economy? If, you know, And I don't want to say if everybody dies, because obviously not everyone would die from this. But, you know, you just don't play with people's lives. As, as leaders, you just can't play with people's lives. Like, I mean, it's easy to say, well, I probably won't be the one, but you know, now there's like, you know, just cause you don't die from it doesn't mean there's not going to be some long-term damage too. That's coming. hundred percent. More and more that this thing yes. that some people, you know, affects your brain can affect, you know, it just like, we don't know. We don't know what the effects are. So I don't know, man, I don't mean to get all heavy. No, no, we, we talk about this stuff on the podcast too. Look, it's affecting our lives. How can we not talk about it? Right? Like it's so, yeah, it's literally it's directly affecting us. It's weird too. Cause some days you're totally chill and totally cool with staying at yeah. home. Yeah. You know, exactly. like it feels, it feels good. And you're not, you knock out a couple things, like maybe, at, at, you know, maybe at 30% capacity from what your norm might be. But on those days now that feels like you're being productive. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. for me anyway. No, I'm me not, too. you know, cause you're only able to really get so much done. I mean, I've done all the home projects I can do. I mean, <laughs> yeah. and, and, totally. and, and even, even professionally, I've done a lot of what I, what I could possibly do. So, um, some days are fine though. You, you knock out those few things and you feel pretty good about yourself. You get a workout in at home or whatever and you're okay. And you go to bed and you're somewhat, satisfied somewhat satiated you know for the timing and then the next day is just this dark disaster where you don't know you're just i'm just like beside myself i don't know what to do like i i'm just like and i'm angry i don't know who i'm angry at but i'm angry you know i'm just pissed i'm pissed at communist china i'm pissed at the rioters um which are which I do differentiate from the protesters, but I am pissed at the rioters. I will say it, and uh, you know I don't I don't know, man. It's like it's just every day is different. Every day is a different journey for sure. It's crazy. It's a it's a lesson for all of us in like self study, you know. Yeah, that's a good. This is a good time to reflect on yourself. Absolutely, and it's not uh, always comfortable. Uh, it's never comfortable. In fact, if it is comfortable, you're not doing it right. That's my opinion. Yeah. 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 True. You still have family in Philadelphia? No. Um, they all moved actually. They weren't from there originally. They just moved there and, um, and then moved away. I, there might be a few, I think I got a few cousins, um, that are around there. 
um, somewhere. Yeah. I'm, I'm half Mexican too. My mom's from Mexico City. Um, so I got cousins everywhere. You know what I mean? They're just, <laughs> they're just yeah. literally everywhere. Wow. I wouldn't, I, you don't look it. Yeah, I, I know, man. It's, uh, I, well, I've gotten that my whole life. Um, <laughs> yeah. My dad's from St. Louis, Missouri. I think I got a lot of his, uh, his uh but but to be frank with you my my mom is red-headed freckles she's 100 percent mexican born raised in mexico city so wow you just uh once you get to mexico city you start to see oh okay that's just just like here there's all shapes colors and sizes yeah uh, that yeah. are mexican really that's what it comes down to uh so that's yeah wild. that's it but i go to mexico a lot still um to be honest well, not anytime soon. I, I don't yeah, know. not anytime soon. Um, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. I was even trying stupidly. And my wife was going to like kill me. I was even trying to plan some little trip to Florida, Fort Lauderdale to see my cousin for his birthday. And that just got nixed. You know, it was like, I'm, su <laughs> I'm such an idiot. I don't know. I was just thinking again, you, your mind, I, I, like you said, I woke up on one of those days where I'm going to figure out a way to make this happen. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and it just, and it yeah, just is we not, just couldn't happen. Dude, same here. I mean, honestly, we were like, man, can we just go down to Florida and see the water? Yeah, and exactly. We'll, we'll drive. We're not going to fly. We'll drive. Exactly. We'll drive. And we'll rent a little cottage and take the dogs. And we won't go out to restaurants or maybe we'll go pick up to go. But yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll rent a, a home and it'll have a grill and we'll just do that and, and chill. And, and that became, even that just became, well, first we looked at the prices and every, this was before we went in the tank again as a, as a nation in terms of the, the virus numbers. So yeah. the prices were crazy. Everyone was doing that apparently because the prices were just nuts. And we were like, well, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to pay $700 a night for these places. Like oh my God. You know, oh so now the prices are falling off again because everybody, because Florida is a hot spot. And so <laughs> totally, it's a total hot spot. Yeah. So like, why would you travel? Why would you want to travel there? You know, so, the travel agents there must be just like, come to Florida. Like I got an email about traveling to Florida, literally from Marriott or something. It was like 10% off your hotel. Come to Florida. It was like, Bitch, have you not seen the news? Why would, I, like, why would I, this is the worst time for me to come to Florida right now? Bitch, you gotta pay me to come there. You're gonna pay yeah. me several thousand dollars. Like, totally, like, totally. Yeah, man. I mean, it just doesn't. Everything is so overwhelming. The thought of going anywhere is super overwhelming. It is. It is. Um, I'm, yeah, none of us are prepared. Look, I worked from home before, so it wasn't that big a deal to work from home. And, and again, I'm very grateful and blessed that I'm in the situation that I'm in, you know, um, yeah. I'm able to do that. Uh, yeah. but at the same time, I still, you know, I can't go rock, rock climbing has actually been the worst thing I haven't been able to do since this started is I rock climbed four times a week, four hours a day. So that wow. was a big part of my life every week was rock climbing. And, to have that taken away from me has been the worst thing because mentally, uh, physically, just everything about it, just such a big part of my life, you know? So yeah. So where, where, do you, where do you do that in Austin? There's a couple um, gyms here specifically, but I go oh. to one called Crux. Yeah, it's, I call it rock climbing, but you're inside. 
Yeah. Um, you're indoors. Um, so did, you know. did you cancel your gym membership? I did. Well, the first um, the first couple months, I actually paid the membership just to help them out, even though they were closed. And yeah. then they they sent an email out just saying, like, we're going to reopen. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I paid like five dollars a month. It's on it's on freeze right now. Like, I don't want to go right now, to be honest. So that's like the yeah. worst place. People are breathing there. Yeah. Everything on the wall. Plus, they were like, well, we're only going to go to 10 percent capacity and you have to make an appointment to come climb and all this stuff. Again, it was just the process of it was like, this is just a nightmare. I don't even want to go now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you too, man. wear a I mean, mask. I, I pay an annual membership fee for my gym, um, which is downtown Nashville. And it's a great gym. But I mean, we had a before the whole coronavirus thing, really before the clouds set in we had a tornado on oh, on that's right. Yes. So it was I like do. March 2nd or something. Yeah. But you know, back in January, you know, every, every January I pay my membership for the year, like just be done with it and you get a discount if you pay it all up front. So, um, so I just paid that and, you know, I was working out in January, February and then March 2nd, the tornado hit and they turned the gym into a, uh, a shelter for people that had lost their homes. Oh, wow. So then for a couple of weeks there, it was like, hey, you guys open yet? Hey, you guys open yet? No, we're not. Still a shelter. And that was cool. I mean, I totally got that. And then the, then the virus thing hit. And I waited it out for a month or two. And then I called and finally in like May. And I was like, guys, I'm just not really into coming like for the rest of the year. Like, I'm just going to do my workouts at home, YouTube workouts, blah, blah, blah. I've got some gear in my, in my, garage you know it's kind of converted yeah. um i'll just get by man just do body weight stuff whatever you know like and they were cool they were like we'll just move it to 2021 you know so that is know. cool that i'm is just not cool. interested yeah. i'm not interested in going to it the gym i mean like the list of top 10 stupidest things to go do right now number one is a bar unfortunately yeah. unfortunately for my business yeah, you know, it's, it's a club, music venue, bar. Um, and then number two is a gym. I agree. I mean, that's what I've read. And and like the there's a lot of sweat, right? I mean, it's just a lot of hard breathing and sweating. And that's what we do when we work out. I mean, totally. And I don't care if there is limited capacity. It's like there's still just like germs floating around and there's inside. Yeah. People wipe down supposedly, but who knows? And, you know, it's just like, it's not worth Please. risk reward. It's just not exactly. It's, just not, it's not there. So yep. now the number ten thing on the list that I read, I don't know if it was Newsweek or something on my phone, was takeout. So really, like, but yeah, it's pretty benign, right? I mean, that's number ten. So. I mean, that's safe. I mean, I have to say that. I want to assure, safe. I just want to assure people, and I do it on the podcast all the time, just because I'm from the industry, I guarantee you that takeout is probably one of the safest things to do. But now, not from every single food place, because there are, we've all seen Kitchen Nightmares with Gordon Ramsay. okay? We know that, that like shitty places exist. But for the most part, any place that's open right now has the funding and everything behind to get that working. So if they're doing it, I promise you they've taken all yeah. the steps and I and totally whatever. Yeah, right. I, totally I mean, uh, yeah, that my, my, my point about takeout wasn't to knock your industry. It was more like, no, no, it, I didn't mean it that. was more to say that is okay. 
you know, yeah. to do to, to, more than okay. Like that said, even that's kind of a kind of a buzzkill. Like you want to go out and have an experience when you go eat out, right? Hundred percent. You're gonna go pay for like what inevitably is a fifty dollar bill at least. You're you're gonna want to have the ambiance of it all, right? Too. Yep. So that's part of what you're paying for, and you don't get that when you do takeout. And then yep. you know, like you got to grab the door handle with your shirt, and, you know, whatever. <laughs> like you know, and then you got to sign the credit card thing with somebody else's pin and you know like i don't know just then you got to drive it all home and it's cold by then i mean so like literally we don't even do takeout hardly like i i don't either to be to be frank with you man well you're you're a chef so you have good reason not to but like yeah we can't cook for shit here (laughs) i mean unless i grill like last night i made turkey burgers that felt like a big deal so um like i don't know man we do take out maybe once a month, maybe. So I guess we've saved a bunch of money in that regard, but, um, <laughs> and a lot of people have, I mean, but, but the yeah. poor restaurant, restaurant industry is getting slaughtered. I mean, margins are already really thin in your totally. business. Like they are, yeah. like they are in mine, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I don't know. I mean, we don't even go to the grocery store, dude. We go to oh, really? I, everything's Amazon fresh. Yeah. 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 And and yeah. in the beginning of this thing, when I was really paranoid, this is <laughs> probably more than I want to admit. We wouldn't even bring the the bags that would show up at our door. I I wouldn't even bring them inside. I would open them with gloves on, leave the bags themselves outside, take the gloves off, reach inside, careful not to hit any of the edges of the bag, <laughs> and get the stuff take out. Take all the stuff out. Yeah, you're not alone, man. Um, I did that in the beginning too, to be honest with you. Yeah. So you're not alone. Uh, it, it was just there. I was hanging over me and I thought, well, why not yeah. uh, be cautious? And even I remember getting ordering stuff from Amazon. I would get the box and I put it in my garage for three days. Me too. And, and then I would open Same it here. later. You know, I would wait to open it. Yeah. You know, yeah, the, non, the non-perishables. Yeah. Yeah. I do, I do Amazon Prime. So I get monthly deliveries of, you know, whatever. I mean, yeah. Vitamin water zeros or or essential water or whatever you know whatever you get that comes every month and like i will i mean i'll still do it but not like i did before i'll let it sit there on the porch for two days like i won't even go get it (laughs) i'll just let it sit there and (laughs) decontaminate you know yeah totally i mean why not there's nothing wrong with um you know being cautious i do go i do make trips to the grocery store i think more than anything it's just I do curious. too. I'm curious. We have HEB here, you know, so you know HEB, man. Like, love it. Love it. They're so, legit. They're the literally the best grocery store in the world. I swear to yeah. God, I've lived everywhere. They are the best grocery store. And I feel very safe. I go to this one specific one that yeah. on Old Torf in Congress. Shout out to that HEB. Uh, just because yeah. I, I know everybody there. Like, I just, I feel comfortable. I know the layout. So the map, so I can go boom, boom, boom. I get my stuff and I'm, I'm out. Uh, but yeah. I do order stuff as well. Um, I actually use uh, order stuff from the local farm. So I get these like farm boxes with fresh oh, that's cool. produce and meat and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, try, obviously I support, you know, my, my local farmers here, which they're doing amazingly right now. Like their, their, their sales are through the that's roof, well, through good, good, the roof. Good for them, man. I mean, I hope yeah. there is a move. I hope there, that that buy local movement really does continue. You know, that's the one silver line, like, you know, silver lining of this from the food industry aspect is that 
the supply chain for the food system is changing immensely. And that's one of them. The, the farmers are just getting way more sales. They're getting connected with, you know, businesses directly now, you know what right. I mean? So it's, yeah, that's it's awesome. unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. That, that's really good for them, man. Cause that's been a hard, the corporatization of food and the industrialization of, of our food supply has definitely made it hard for the, for the local guy, you know? Absolutely. And, and absolutely. I don't know where we are with the, I don't feel like, I don't feel like there's that whole fear of uh, the food supply chain breaking down anymore. Like that we were hearing about. Totally. Yeah. Um, but those outbreaks in the meat plants and stuff are still kind of freaky. So yes. Oh yeah, man. Absolutely. You know, those meat, pa those meat packing plants are just disgusting to begin with. I mean, forget, yeah. forget pre, you know, forget the virus, like pre virus, like they're, they're just yeah. not good for anybody. They're not good for the workers. They're not good for the animals. There's nobody benefiting from it except the bank accounts of the companies, the corporations. Uh, yeah. The corporations. And, and, you know, I had these really great farmers on the podcast actually, who like work with Joel Salatin and things like that. And they, yeah basically just you know you're gonna see changes in the supply chain like forever now so th this is a good thing actually so you're, you're, you're gonna great. start to see these mini it, it needs to just become more local you know you know many many uh you know places to break down the meat butcher shops things like that you're gonna see more of that i than heard as about opposed a, to these big plants i heard about a cattle farmer i read an interview or a piece Again, somewhere on my phone, but about it was a cattle farmer, maybe in Texas, but just as easily could have been Oklahoma or Missouri or something. Um, where he was talking about the the, the supply lines, the supply chains, need, didn't it shouldn't all be going kind of funneling up to one centralized meat packing plant or or, or one of several like this oligarchy? It should be decentralized and that would keep things much cleaner and safer, you know, yep. if, it, if it were kept more local, like these local bubbles of, of supply exactly. chain. Exactly. And I think that's what you're referring to. And it does yeah, make sense. It. It, it makes a lot of sense. You know? Yeah. It's safer. It's healthier. It's actually in the long run, cheaper for people. Like that's the actual truth in the long run. It's cheaper. So, I mean, there's better quality, probably. Yeah, way better quality. I mean, and you're going to know where your meats come from. It's local, right? Like it just, it just makes the absolute most sense. I mean, it's what we used to do, you know, in America before this took over, factory farming took over. So that's all it is. Just getting back to something we used to do. It's nothing new. Right. Yeah. No, it makes perfect sense to me, man. When I read the article, I was like, totally bought into that completely yeah and, and it is happening You're, you are going to see some changes and again that's one of the silver linings of the industry um but unfortunately you're just going to see a lot of businesses weeded out you know music venues as well i've read a lot of stuff about music like a ton of music venues might be shutting down and for that's sure. just going to be insane for your industry. Um, you yeah. Know, I'm, I'm, you know, earlier you said you were doing the, you know, the live streams and all that. I'm curious. You said you weren't doing it before. I'm curious. Let's say things open back up. You're touring. You're back. Will you continue to do live streams and stuff like that? You think you'll still keep it in your repertoire? 
I think it's a smart thing. Yeah, I do. I think it's kind of here to stay. Um, I think it's a great way to promote an upcoming show, for instance. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, yeah. you can, I, I'm sure there are people a lot smarter than I am, but like you can probably, you can probably even, you know, you could probably make it, you could probably geo target a live stream to a particular yeah. market like a week prior and sure. talk to them talk to them directly or you know the more access you have to your fans and your the database particularly if you have them geo-targeted man you can like contact them directly remind them about the show play a couple of songs you know yeah. um, maybe provide some incentive to coming out and there you, know, you go that's a good I'll, idea i'll kind of like He'll give away a couple passes during the live stream for the upcoming yeah. show the next week or two. Like, there's just all kinds of things you could do that would be super conducive, you know. So yeah, I think I think it's here to stay. For me, I would love to do that, you know. Yeah. Now I probably need someone to help me implement that, particularly sure. in terms of geo-targeting aspect of it. But but yeah, super valuable. I mean, it's been a great lesson. Plus, it's fun. I mean, I come down with a bottle, you know, not a bottle, but a drink in my hand <laughs> and you know by the end of an hour of playing and chatting with everybody i mean i i've gone through my drink my one drink which i'm yeah. total lightweight total lightweight now me too me and too and like i have my uh gentleman jack and coke zero and and i feel pretty good by the end of it man and i'm brushed up on all my songs cuz i've played literally gosh i mean probably 80% of my repertoire of songs i've ever recorded or written for other artists which I always work those into my live shows too, like songs I've written for, I've been fortunate en enough in that regard to have written songs for Garth Brooks and George Jones wow. and Eli Young Band, who's from Denton, Texas. And, yeah, uh, I, I actually, um, I saw that. I have a weird connection to the Eli Young Band. Um, oh, yeah? Surprisingly, yeah. Um, so their drummer, Chris yeah. uh, Thompson, I used to date his sister in high school. No um, kidding. Yeah, In Philadelphia? No, in uh, no, in Dallas, and uh, they lived okay. in um, Hearst, I think it was, or so the city was, or something like that. But no, in De in the Dallas area, yeah, uh, yeah, that's okay. where Chris and that's where Chris grew up. Um, they're twins, his sister and them are twins. So I know Chris from high school. Like we we used to hang out a little bit back then, and I remember going to see him play in bands back then in high yeah. school. Um, and then I actually had my own band, to be honest with you, in my early 20s. And we used to play with the Eli Young band as well in Denton. Um, no kidding. But they were, they were a much different band back then. They were right. not the band, you know, they are now. Um, You're not yeah. natural. Were they you know. the same guys? At that yeah, point? yeah, yeah. Same guy. And I, honestly, I knew back then, these guys are amazing. Like, you could just right. tell that there was something special about them. And they were, you know, right. my band sucked. I was the worst songwriter, the worst singer, the worst guitar player. I mean, I just the worst. Oh, I was there. I was the worst. I just had good energy. I think that's what people liked about me. Um, so what did you, what did you play? I played guitar, but you know, nobody wants to see me play guitar. I'm the worst guitarist. I did literally just play, learn to play guitar so I could write songs. That well, was you it. Saw me you saw me play guitar, so nothing special there. Oh man, so, you're crushing it! What are you talking about? I can hold down the rhythm, okay. So that's my little my, that's my award for all. Oh of wow! That was their first song, their first hit. So it was a top ten hit, and uh, I just got a gold plaque from them. Um, I guess I guess this plaque came like uh, 
I don't know, a year, a year or two ago. It took that long for the song to accumulate the, the streaming equivalent of 500,000 units sold. That's so awesome. that's that shows you how crappy um, that shows you how crappy streaming is in terms of how it <laughs> how it compensates you. But I did get a plaque, so that was kind of cool. And then there's some other Texans here, the Dixie Chicks. Um, oh wow! So I had a song on there for the Wide Open Spaces record that. Uh, oh really? Got, yeah, that's what this is. And then it's oh, I mean it's crazy, but it's that the plaque is a, a, over 11 million sales, but now it's like I think like over 15 million or something stupid. And then I got to tell you, I got to tell you, and this is not bragging, but it's just kind of my Texas heritage coming out. So this just came in the mail yesterday and it's still not even, um, Oh my God. It's still not even like out of the wrap yet. So, yeah. Um, wow. So this is Randy Rogers band, my, my good buddies. And, uh, that is for the song I wrote, kiss me in the dark. And, um, so it finally went gold after like 15 years or however long it's been that I wrote, <laughs> kiss me. I wrote kiss me in the dark, which is kind of one of their, they still close their show with it. So they sent me a plaque for, for that. So, I mean, it took that long for the record to go gold, but Hey, it went gold. So it's better, than, amazing. Going, better than going aluminum. So um, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so I'm, I'm really proud. <laughs> I'm really proud of, uh, I'm, I'm proud of being a part of other Texans songwriting or other other texans artist careers you know it's really i think that's awesome to to write with other artists and for other artists and did you always have that intent in mind or no 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 i didn't i mean when i first moved to nashville i just wanted to tour and be a star you know you know be an artist um because i did want to write my own songs but i didn't ever think about um I didn't ever think about my songs becoming a part of other people's careers. I, I, I knew that was a thing that some songwriters, that songwriters earn their money that way. But I thought, well, I, I like to play and but I like to write my own songs. Um, and so I got signed. I got, I did have a hit as a songwriter and that helped me get signed to a publishing deal. And then that helped me get a kind of fast track a record deal on Capitol. And, you know, I had, had, I don't know, I guess six billboard singles that I want to put one lipstick promises, of course, which is the biggest, yeah. uh, my biggest charting song still today. Um, but once my run with capital ended after making a couple albums for them, like I just didn't, I kind of didn't know what else to do. <laughs> so, I mean, I just sort of kept writing songs and then there was nowhere really to put them. Uh, and I also kind of kept thinking, well, Nashville's going to, come knock on my door again and realize that capital screwed up and dropped the ball on me. And, um, somebody's going to call me up and we're going to go do this again. Well, I just kept writing songs and I just wanted it to happen organically. I didn't want to scrape my knees up and down music row. I'm too proud for that. Like, I mean, there's one thing Kimmy Chesney teaches us all. It's perseverance because that guy went through like four record deals before he became Kenny Chesney. Like, wow. Literally, his knees must be have scars on them from driving <laughs> down Music Row, looking at, like dr dredging up the next record deal, you know. And then finally, he landed in the right spot, and the team was all on board. All the parts of the machine were working, and you know, he's where he is today. To say say what you want about the music, you know, whatever. Uh, I love Kenny Chesney, man. I, again, I'm not even a country fan, but he's somebody that I love. Yeah. You know? 
well, people love them. Some people hate it, but you know, it's like, I'm just talking about life lessons. Yeah, totally. As opposed to me, which I was like, well, I'm not going to go ask anybody for anything. You know, it's like Texan mentality. Yeah. You know, like just too proud to, to can't get it out of your own way. You know, you can't get out of your own yeah. way. And, and so I just never looked for another record deal flat out. And I just kept writing these songs, but they wound up, you know, being parts of, uh, parts of other artists' careers, whether that was a Texas artist coming out of Denton, like the Eli Young band or starting out or Randy Rogers or, uh, or Sarah Evans or the Dixie Chicks or Garth or whatever, you know, like it just would happen. Not all the time. Not like I was slinging my songs out there like, like Whataburgers, but it would happen often enough um, to where it kind of, it kind of fed the beast for me for a while. And then I just kind of realized, man, I miss the smell of amplifiers. Like, you know, and I miss, <laughs> I miss being out there with the, the guys on the road. And, you know, yeah. so starting once again, back home in Texas, like with the last album that I released prior to Yellow Rose Motel, I started touring again heavily back in Texas and, you know, releasing songs to radio and um, kind of getting back after it as an indie, indie artist. Oh, that's awesome. Gosh, man. Um, God, George, you've had such a, you know, such an amazing career. That's awesome that you've, you know, b been able to really direct it yourself, you know, in, in a lot of ways. So, yeah, I think that's great. I yeah, that's great. I, I, you just sort of find your place. I mean, it's probably like being a chef. You kind of don't, you have a plan and then, then life has a plan for you too. You know, so totally, it, totally. You just, Kind of keep you kind of just keep on keep on grinding, you know. Yeah, like I'm already I'm already working on the next record, and I've had people come out of the woodwork on this record, you know, wanting to partner or whatever. But I don't know, man. The right situation, if it comes my way, I'll do something with it. If not, I'll just keep doing what I do, and you know, I'm 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 really satisfied. Short of the global pandemic that we're in, I'm I'm very <laughs> I'm very pleased with um, kind of being able to do my own thing. You know? Oh, good. that's awesome. It's a good that's thing awesome. for, it's a good thing for a Texan, even when it's stuck up here in Tennessee for now. <laughs> <laughs> man, George, well, look, I've, I've had such an amazing time talking to you today, man. I, I just can't tell Likewise, you that enough. I, I really, I, I just can't tell you that enough. I don't even know how we got set up, but I'm so glad we did, man. I feel like, me too. Uh, I feel like I've made a friend and I can't wait to see him when I come to Austin. In, in, oh man, look at that. That's in awesome. some other world when, you know, we can get back to living in the world that we love once again, you know, like I really mean yeah. that. I mean, I want to hook up for sure. Yeah, man, absolutely. Look, you said you're coming in September. So fingers crossed. I will go to that show like hands down. No, no problem. Yeah. Dude, if, if everything looks okay, I mean, I'm not going to play it unless things look okay. Number totally. One. So, so if they do, I mean, for sure, I'd love to have. Well, you I'm going to give you my, my number guess. so that you can text me for some cooking tips or whatever you need. I'm there for Perfect. you. Oh, that would be stellar. Like, especially any marinades that you think are just badass for the grill. That would be wonderful. I make my own. I can teach you how to make your own everything, and it's way better and the best. It's really, That's what I mean. yeah, like it not really is so much easier. It's like. It's like if somebody had never played guitar before, right? And you handed them a guitar and they're like, ah, there's no way I, I can't do this. And you're like, just relax this. Hang on. And you show them just that one chord, right? Yeah. 
and they, they they're like well this isn't so bad and then they learn another chord but this isn't so bad right and then you just add those chords on top it's the same thing with cooking right i'm going to show you one chord i'm like okay this is actually and then you start to see how the chords work together same thing with food well i learned this from this thing oh it also applies here that's that's fantastic dude that's fantastic i really look forward to it man i mean I, there's there's certain self-improvement things we can and should do during this time when we have yeah. all this time like you're right granted nobody's making much money and blah 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 or maybe some people are probably but um but we're not so i mean but there's still things you can do like all those things that you never got to for me it's it's you know cooking is one thing like especially expanding my knowledge of what to do on the grill especially in terms of like prep and uh to say nothing of what to do with my oven which sits there basically <laughs> nothing. um storage you know, live, right like <laughs> live on protein bars and protein shakes like it's crazy but, um but but there's all kinds of things that we can do for to improve ourselves like all those projects we were, thought we'd never have time for we have time for like too much learn time, how, right, for them. Learn how right, to speak right. another language or yeah. read read all those books that have been stacking up that you've never read, you know? Yes, yes. Like, man, I mean, I've made a pact with myself to get back to reading. Like, yeah, that's a great point. I, you know? I, I should do that myself. Um, yeah, turn your phone off. Yeah, yeah. Put it on the charger and walk away and go read a, go read a chapter a day or something at least. Yeah. You're right. It's good for your it's good for your mind and your psyche, your brain. Yeah. Your songwriting. Yeah. Yeah. Play guitar again. You can play guitar again a little bit. Oh man, I have my guitar. I like I play it all the time. But then my wife's like, What are you doing? Stop, you know, you you the dog all the dogs are coming to the house here. Like you know, <laughs> you know it's really I have to have a few whiskeys in me and then like, all right, let's play. Well, have one like i mean right. I do. you're every right time I, every time i do a live stream i don't even know how we hooked up maybe it was through instagram you guys found me or I'm not um sure, i'm not sure either they research um there's a whole team that researches you know and they book who to who to come on so i, I don't well, know whoever it was tell them please tell them thank you man yeah <laughs> please do because this has been fantastic but i do want yeah. you to pick up the guitar like <laughs> <laughs> but no, 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 no. Look, I'm not a musician. I'm not a say it's just something I do for fun. It's like you cooking for fun. That's all it is. It's I, I do it for fun. I've I've enjoyed it immensely. Um No, this has been great, man. Um yeah, I'm glad you were able to, you know, get a hat on and come down to the man cave, right? We were able to get this worked out. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry about the delay. No, dude, I, dude, that's like the best beginning to a podcast I've ever had. <laughs> right? Like this will go down is just epic like the way it started and, and look at this epic dude well thank you again george man it's, again it's been an absolute pressure having you on the podcast man so take care enjoy the rest Appreciate of your day good luck on that workout don't pull a hammy and uh <laughs> we'll talk soon brother all right <laughs> all right man take care all right. okay Stay all right safe. be good boss you too all right. bye all right brother take care All right, I really hope you enjoyed that podcast as much as I did. If you have any questions for me, please feel free to email the podcast at patrick at texasrealfood.com. And don't forget, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you know, all the different places you can get podcasts, you'll, you'll find us on there. Or you can just go to our website, go to the Lone Star Plate. 
youtube.com. And you can check us out on YouTube if you want to watch it. You know, we video these, now, you know, on a little webcam here and go to the Texas Real Food YouTube channel and you can find it there. Make sure to follow uh, Texas Real Food as well on Instagram and Facebook. Subscribe. Um, and if you, you know, are so inclined, please leave us a review anywhere you can. You know, follow us on Spotify or leave a review on Apple Podcast. Uh, that would really help us out. Thanks again for listening. Really do appreciate it. Um, without you guys, we will, you know, what's the point of doing this? So if you have any suggestions on how we can make the show better, please let us know. Thanks again. Be safe out there. Wash your hands. Wash your hands.